Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Mindset Alchemy Podcast, where we explore the power of words, thoughts, the subconscious mind, and the effect all of this has, along with your emotions and feelings on your life, your business, your income, and everything around you. Let's get on with it. Hello there. I'm delighted to have Christy Sullivan join us today. Christy, thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad to be here to join you, Janine. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my privilege. People, Christy works with something called human design. And let me tell you, when I discovered about human design and my specific human design, it revolutionized my life. Christy, would you like to share who you are, where you're from, and what led you on this journey, please? Sure. Uh, so I live over across the pond uh, in Connecticut, uh, in New England, and I discovered human design about six, seven years ago. And two years ago, I left a marketing career and actually started to teach and guide people using this amazing tool that I had learned and that had changed my life as well. And I had just followed sort of the breadcrumbs to start teaching, started speaking, eventually uh, wrote and produced a book with 25 other human design practitioners. And so I just call myself a human design expert, author, and speaker, and someone who is here to share about human design. And I'm sure some of your listeners may not know what it is. So I'm happy to be here today to help um, them find out what it is and, and how it can change their lives. On that note, please can you explain how it came about, what it can be used for, and the understanding that it brings? Very tall order in a very short space of time. I know. I'm sorry. I can cover it all. So human design came about in the 80s, and it is a blend of ancient wisdoms. It blends the astrology system with chakra system, Kabbalah, and I Ching, and even some quantum physics. And what happens is this is your energy blueprint based on your birth date. So it's sort of like how you were encoded or how you came to be in this lifetime. And we know we have all life experiences and uh, conditioning and programming that we've picked up along the way. Those are sort of the layers on top of this core component of who you are, this authentic core that you are. So I call human design sort of like the operating manual for you to understand when you get back to some of the basics what really makes you tick? What really is the way that your energy best operates? So it's that kind of guide. And uh, what you do is you can go online and look up your blueprint. Um, and then what you do is just start to take a look at it and see what resonates with you, what applies to you. So what I like to do is give people readings where they, I walk them through this chart. There's a lot of different shapes and numbers and such. So we usually go through that chart and there's um, many different ways to interpret the chart. 
That's so awesome. I love it because Kabbalah is one of the reasons I began my spiritual journey, a journey, journaling. Yes, I do journaling as well as part of my walk. Um, Christy, would you be open to using my chart to explain to people um, on the YouTube video and those of you on the podcast? Well, we will make a plan that you can understand. Christy will explain it in a way that you can get an understanding of it and you can reach out to her so that she can help you as well would you be prepared to do that for us christy i would love to um, i enjoy doing that for you as a podcast host and thank you for volunteering um, so let me start by saying there are five types in human design and these are the initial categories but just know that it is not a label of who you are completely, but just kind of a starting point. So the five types and the majority of the population are under the category of generator. There's generator and a subcategory kind of manifesting generator. They make up 70% of the population. Wow. We are the worker bees. We like being busy. We like being productive. And then there are 9% of the population that are called the manifestors. These are the ones that we all would love to be like where they initiate and create and innovate things. But they're only 9% because that is the energy uh, blueprint that actually is very much programmed or um, operating to initiate. The generators are here to respond. And then there's the projector types. And this is where you fall in, Janine. The projectors make up 20% of the population. And they are here in a category to help provide and uh, wisdom and insight and guide others. And they have a very important role because they see the big picture of things. Mm -hmm. So it's very important for uh, projectors to, let's say, get rest and make sure that they're recognized for their insight and wisdom. So that's a very quick recap of um, four categories. And then there's one more called the reflector. And this is a very rare type, 1% of the population. We don't get into too much detail about them, but they're here to also help reflect back the health of a community and to really um, show the other types mm -hmm. where there's areas that they can, they can help thrive and really um, become, again, more authentic. Wow. I didn't actually realize the reflectors were so rare. I do know that learning that I'm a projector made a huge difference in my life. It helped me understand the dynamics uh, in many relationships where I was burning out. So that was, it was very potently powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love the splits. They're fascinating to me. Um, one of the most important things, please could you share the impact generators and projectors have on each other? Mm, that's a great place to talk about because I'm a generator and you're a projector. So the way that I see that relationship, and again, this is not a label, but very much some information that can help you in learning to honor each other as well as your own energy type. Projectors are here to share wisdom and insight. And as a generator, I can be very busy um, with lists of things to do. And I have what's called the sacral energy, workforce and life force energy to actually mm -hmm. um, have me kind of doing things through the day. Projectors don't. And so they need to honor that they actually have very different sort of energy to begin with, mm. that the generator can be very busy and projectors need downtime. 
Mm. I call them like the uh, electric cars that need to be plugged in periodically. (laughs) Generators also need downtime and rest, but projectors even more so. So if you have, for example, a projector in your family and you are a generator type, it's really important that you honor, they cannot always keep up or be at the same speed as you. And that's okay. They also may feel really energized, but it's important that you honor that a projector actually needs some time, even alone, to mm-hmm. release any energy that they picked up. That's another aspect of the projector. And the other thing I'll say too is that uh, projectors, again, have a lot of insight and wisdom to share. So as a generator, I like to invite projectors to share that. And what's important is that a projector loves to feel heard and be recognized like that. I think that they have a lot of wisdom and insight to share, but they need to do it in a way where they don't feel that they're rejected or um, not heard. So Mm -hmm. as a generator, when I know you're a projector, I often invite you to share. Does that make sense? That's beautiful. How would you like to share with my, on my chart while still allowing the manifesting generators and the generators to feel included? Oh, that would be amazing because I think like we said with each energy type it is Mm -hmm. not that you're in that category and there's many other things that we can share across types for example 50% of the population like you have something called the emotional center this emotional wave of highs and lows Mm -hmm. what's important for those that have this definition we call it in your um, energy blueprint is that you actually wait 24 hours to make decisions when you're accessing that inner wisdom, not the head, but the inner wisdom for decision-making it's best that you're not doing it in the moment because Mm. you could be saying yes in an emotional high and regret it later. So that's something Uh, that other manifestors and generators can also um, have in addition to what you have in your chart, Janine. Mm. That actually was such a release for me because um, <laughs> I couldn't understand why I'd make one decision and then 24 hours later I would have changed my mind. Now I come to understand that uh, <sighs> patience is a virtue and make the decision the next day. <laughs> Christy, how did it change your life? Because, I mean, I know I'm a 5-1 projector and you can explain that to people. My son's a projector and I, he's something completely different. I think he's a 3-4 or something or a 4-3. And this really shifts and changes things for people. What has the impact of this been in your family? Well, I said something earlier, and this is what I came to realize, that it was important for me to first honor that I have this unique blueprint, even though we're sharing some similarities that you may have as with other projectors or with other emotional um, centers, um, and I'm different, we still have very unique blueprints. Like you said, even your son as a projector is different than what your blueprint looks like. We need to honor our uniqueness, uniqueness. And that's so key for how we're evolving, I think, right now, that we all need to really see how we are authentically at the core and that we don't always all fit in one category or another where we have to do things like everybody else. This also means that usually in our families and our partners that they also have a unique blueprint. So I, in my family, became more honoring of that, that each person is different 
And because of that, I think that can really help in parenting, in relationships, in communication. And I know for me, that has definitely helped. It's also helped in my business because Mm -hmm. the way that I operate my business is through my unique design and blueprint. Oh, yes, absolutely. What did that look like for you, the shift? Where did you come from and what what shifts did you put in in place in order to honor yourself more? I think what before I learned about human design, I again adopted formulas in business building or in my career that I thought I needed to do things this way because that's what I'm being taught and that's what others are doing. And to realize that one formula doesn't fit for everybody. For me as a generator, it was important that I actually had to shift away from initiating this initiating energy that. I can do, but it will lead to either burnout or overwhelm for a generator. But instead, I respond to things. When I respond, my sacral or that energy and workforce, life force energy in me lights up. And I need to be doing the right kind of work that I love because the more that I'm lit up or that I'm enjoying what I'm doing, the more that there are opportunities that start to come my way for me to respond to rather than initiate. And that was a big change. It's hard to put it all into just a concise story in the short time we have, but just know that there, um, even in my book, there are others who can explain how it really shifted their life when um, they moved from that initiating to responding and it created more ease and flow for sure. Those two words, ease and flow, are something I really work with with my clients. And even before I learned I was a projector, um, I know for myself that now waiting for the invitation, being prepared for the invitation has at times been very frustrating. And yet when I learned it, it was very fulfilling. How did you experience the shift in this? Yeah, because really 90% of these types are waiting in some sense. And what that means is that we're not sitting there doing nothing. Waiting just means we're preparing. Waiting means that we're working on ourselves, on our business, perhaps, on the inner uh, story that we tell ourselves, our mindset and how we operate. When we become... um, that optimize, let's say computer, so to speak, like if we have an operating system and we really clean that computer and make sure that it's working properly, then the waiting is not really a very long process because what will happen is when we kind of calibrate and again, update or optimize how our energy is working on the inside, it will reflect Um, the right opportunities, the right invitations. And for projectors in particular, I heard this recently, if you're not receiving any invitations, then you may not be resting enough. You may not be in tune with that inner guidance where you recognize invitations and what's the right one for you. And I think the same goes for generators. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we can be too busy and not recognize opportunities that are really already in front of us. Oh, I love that. Uh, People, did you hear that? Being able to recognize the opportunities in front of us. That's one of the reasons I love meditation and journaling, because it helps me prepare for that. Christy, it was very um, interesting when I learned about it, because my husband's a generator and my daughter's a generator. Um, 
And my husband is that go, go, go person. And being a healer, I didn't realize at the same time as him being a generator and myself a projector, I was feeding him my energy. Do you see this a lot with the clients you work with where there's an interaction between partners that requires shifting? And it's taken him a while to come to understand that I cannot go 20 hours out of 24 like he can. <laughs> what have you experienced with this with your clients? Well, there's definitely opportunities in most of us in terms of how we pick up energy from around us. And that may not just be energy from other people. It could be from the environment. It could be from the transits of the planets and what's happening in the cosmos. Um, but there's certainly energy that is around us that we want to be aware of when we, again, not only honor ourselves, but really understand who we are at our core then I think that can sometimes make it easier to understand what are we picking up that really is not our energy. What I like to recommend, whether you know human design or are just new to this, that you clear your energy every evening or start your day with intention and the energy that you want to set. It's so important to do that kind of self-care. And you know how we show up has a ripple effect. So we need to be mindful of Again, what is the energy that we're either picking up? And it can be positive energy, not just negative. So what we need to understand is, again, if we're an operating system, we have certain places in our chart that we can really be absorbing not only energy, but sometimes even programming and conditioning. And that is something that we also have to be aware of because that is some place that leads us into a area we call the not self or the inauthentic out of alignment areas. So those are the places we can really learn some lessons and we need to be, again, aware of what's ours and what's somebody else's energy. That is so true. My, uh, what you call it, non-self is bitterness. And I could, I could actually see where it had come into play in my life. So this was very, very powerful me, for me. Because this is the Mindset Alchemy podcast, what do you feel the catalyst can be for people to alchemize the benefits of themselves using human design? I think there's so much more possibility and potential for a couple of reasons. One, when we, again, understand ourselves, and I think we're all on that journey of self-discovery in some way. And it may not be human design, but through the tools that help us understand who we are then I think there's so many more possibilities. And there's also the ability for us to trust. Trusting was a big lesson for me uh, that came up or yes. a word that came up for me this year because trust is that ability to know that if I am self-discovering myself and doing things that I know are in the best way for myself, the best decisions for myself at the time that I that I make those decisions or that opportunities come up, I can trust. I may not see 10 steps down the path, but I just need to follow breadcrumbs. I need to follow the next opportunity to lead to the next. Or for you, um, you know, waiting for the big invitation to come because it will come if you are focused on how to really know yourself in the best way and align to that true being that you are. Wow, that's beautiful. 
People, we are going to have Christy's uh, details in the show notes. Please look her up. I can just tell you how much it has revolutionized my life. What was the biggest shift and change for you, Christy? Well, it happened to be two years ago when I stepped away from a marketing career. And I really wasn't sure exactly what I was going to be pursuing. I knew that I wanted to try to do something on my own as an entrepreneur. And so I stepped into my own human design and sort of the guidance that I received from the information I knew. And I waited for opportunities and the right ones to come and to say yes to the ones that I felt were the right things for me. Very quickly after I made this decision, I got an opportunity to be in a book um, coaching program. I didn't know I was going to be one day producing my own book, but now today I'm six books later. And so I really like followed an opportunity and it came to lead me down a path of writing and being an author. The same happened when I said yes to a speaking opportunity. I started then talking about human design. People wanted to learn more. So I started teaching it. And that's really how my business evolved was because I followed my own um, generator blueprint. And it was really quite amazing because where I am um, now two and a half years later is really beautiful and um, something I wouldn't have predicted or planned. Oh, that is awesome. And I firsthand, I know that you do incredible work. So that was so awesome. Christy, thank you so much for your time. I know it's a very short time to explain a very vast subject. Thank you so much for giving us this insight. People, remember to check out how to find Christy in the show notes. And uh, we'll be back. Have a grand, glorious, and beautiful day. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful and incredible day. If you'd like to know more about working with me, reach out via my website. Details are in the bio. Please find me on social media and let me know what impacted you most about today's podcast. Also, if you enjoyed it, please consider leaving me a five-star rating so that more people can hear about the podcast. Have an incredible, awesome, and wonderful day. Bye-bye.